Here we go. We have such a good story. Honestly, it's so good. And we have, I'll be honest, we have a little bit of practice telling this story. (laughs) (laughs) So this will be the second time we've recorded this podcast in a weird act of technological fate. Uh, We lost the first one, which is, it's it's serendipitous because now we know exactly how we want to share this story with you. And there are so many moving pieces that if there were ever a podcast episode that we need to do twice, it would probably be this one, right, Brad? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that the complexity of the story, as well as all of the profanity that I was quoting, all the bleeping that Livy was trying to do, I think that <laughs> that kind of broke the recording. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, without further ado, we are going to share with you today the very real controversy of the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard story. And so as Brittany mentioned, very complex, a lot of bleeping that will be happening throughout this podcast. But this is something that is so on, I feel like it's on a lot of people's radar right now. It's all over social media and it has been for quite a long time. And everywhere I turn, it's like, who who's the real victim here? Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, who is really being abused? And I got to give it to Brittany on this one. She did such good research and with so much information and so much pop culture out there surrounding this, she waded through all of the information and grabbed what is relevant and important to the storyline. So hopefully it will be helpful. Hopefully it will be as helpful to you all as it has been to me because it was very helpful in figuring out what's going on with these people. Yeah. And I think, so the thing is, is that when I first, I've been interested in this story since I've been hearing about it back in 2016, when Amber Heard first made these allegations against Johnny Depp. And I have been looking for somebody to talk to about it this entire time. I'm like, Hey, Hey you, like, let's talk about this. What do you think? And (laughs) people just like literally don't respond. It's like, nobody wants to have conversations about this because it is controversial and and to be honest like there isn't a, actually a ton of information about what's actually gone on out there in the media despite how controversial this is so like there are these huge petitions that are circling right now um on change.org to get Johnny Depp um back into parts of the Caribbean there's a petition to get Amber Heard fired from Aquaman like People, this is like an interactive yep. uh, situation where people like you and me, like all of us, we're, we're uh, like emotionally tied to this kind of, I think, more than a lot of other celebrity um, situations that we hear about. Well, and I'm, so when I, go ahead. Brittany, I think you're right, because I know that you have tried to talk to me about this several times, and every time I have shied away or made up an excuse to kind of distance myself from this conversation because as an advocate this is really hard to dig into um it happens occasionally right where there are two people in a partnership and they're like I'm being abused we're both being abused by the other person and that's super super hard for advocates because we are trained to start by believing no matter what 
And so it gets very, very difficult to question and be really critical of a victim's experience to try and wait out the truth and what's going on. And so every time you people bring this up, I'm like, oh, boy, like, I don't want to figure this out. It's uncomfortable for me. It makes me feel weird. Well, and I think a big part of it, too, is that, like, the, you know, the person that's claiming, you know, to to be the alleged victim is Amber Heard. And Amber Heard, she's not, like, before all of this, really, before getting with Johnny Depp, like, she wasn't really well-known. She's much younger than Johnny Depp, so she hasn't been a celebrity for as long as him. Whereas Johnny Depp is kind of, he's been the darling of the world basically for decades people are obsessed with johnny depp he's very well known beloved by all types of people and so it's kind of like some stranger has accused your best friend of being a perpetrator when and when you're like i'm i start by believing it's like wait a minute this is confusing for me you don't want to believe it yep but yet you're like wait a minute but like I start by believing so it's yeah a lot of uh conflicting thoughts and emotions yeah so how this episode is going to how this whole podcast um story is going to go is we're going to do one episode with the timeline of events because in order to actually have a discussion about it we need to go over kind of the foundation of what's been happening because a lot of, like I said before, there's actually not much information online about what's actually happened um, between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Um, And I, in order to get more information about all of this, I had to look at sources outside of the United States and the United Kingdom. I had to look at the actual court transcripts themselves from the most recent, um, court trial in the UK because like I said like I couldn't find anything out there in the in the media about this stuff so um and we'll save the discussion for the next episode about this um so Johnny Depp and Amber Heard they met in 2009 on the movie set of The Rum Diaries and at the time they were both in committed relationships and or married so Amber Heard was married to um, Tasia, a woman named Tasia. She was um, she's an artist, and, and um, they were married at the time. And then Johnny Depp was with his um, longtime partner Vanessa Paradis. Paradise, Paradise. There's no e at the end of it. I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce it. Um, and they have two children together that are now like teenagers slash kind of grown up a little bit. Um. So at the time, they were just co-stars or whatever. Um, and I think Johnny Depp was also producing Rum Diaries as well. Have um, you seen Rum Diaries? No, I haven't. Me neither. I'll have to watch it now to see yeah, if like, I catch the tension. Well, apparently, this is from sources closer to Amber Heard. She wasn't interested in Johnny Depp at all back then. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. Um, so in the, in early 2013, I guess they did have some kind of friendship though, but in early 2013, they did begin dating after each of them split from their partners. And then, um, 
in February of 2015, they got married. So this is about two years of dating and then they got married. And then in 2016, Amber Heard filed a protection order, a domestic violence protection order against Johnny Depp. And then they filed for divorce. Amber Heard then drops a protection order in favor of moving forward with the divorce. In January 2017, um, sorry, that was my dog shaking <laughs> with her collar on. Um, she's a part of this podcast. Louis is invested in this story. Yeah. Um, so in um, January 2017, the divorce was finalized and Amber Heard, um, she accepted a large, like multi-million dollar settlement. Um, and she donated most of that to charity. Um, in December, 2018, Amber Heard, she wrote an editorial in the Washington post. Um, and it's this editorial, which kind of started the whole public, like the much more public media stuff where Johnny Depp kind of was like fighting back, I guess you could say. Um, so in this editorial, she described, described being domestically abused, but she did not name the perpetrator. Um, around the same time, The Sun, which is a celebrity tabloid in the United Kingdom, um, published an article about Johnny Depp abusing Amber Heard and literally calls him a wife beater in the article. And the whole article was kind of like shame on J.K. Rowling for casting him as, you know, a major, um, you know, one of the stars in the Fantastic Beast movies because he's a wife beater. Like shame on her for hiring a wife beater, basically. And in that Sun article, it detailed 14 allegations of um, domestic abuse that Johnny Depp perpetrated on Amber Heard. Um, and it had either, like, it had uh, either interviewed Amber Heard or, it, like, took, you know, Amber Heard had talked about it elsewhere and then it quoted her from some other source. But these were Amber Heard's allegations that were printed in this article. So in March 2019, Johnny Depp filed a $50 million lawsuit against Amber Heard for the editorial she wrote in the Washington Post. Um, and this was a libel uh, lawsuit. And then he also filed a libel lawsuit against the UK newspaper, The Sun. Um, and he claims the Washington Post article caused D Disney to fire him from Pirates of the Caribbean, which he was fired from Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, now, fast forward to just recently... Um, November 2nd, 2020, um, there was a verdict passed down in a lawsuit against the newspaper, The Sun, in the UK. Um, and what the judge ruled was, in quotes, of the 14 specific allegations of abuse that Amber Heard made, which were reported upon by the paper, the burden of proof had been satisfied for 12 of them. Mm -hmm. Now, people may be wondering, what is this, what is the burden of proof? Like what is required in order to prove or disprove that these, you know, incidents did not occur. So in the United States, the burden of proof is on the petitioner, which would be Johnny Depp to prove that he did not commit those acts of abuse. Whereas in the UK, the burden of proof is on the defendant, which in this case is the newspaper to prove that those facts did happen. But those facts are true. So actually, in the UK, the burden of proof um, in Johnny Depp's favor is actually a lot higher than it would be in the United States. Yeah, that's very interesting. So when I when I read that, I was like, wait a minute. 
why, why is everybody so against Amber Heard then? And like on Johnny Depp's side, if this ruling happened, like this judge is saying that 12 out of 14 of these, like definitely, you know, happened. Um, there must, like, there's something that's not being published in the media. Hmm. So that's why I ended up having to go into the court transcripts. Um, so when I'm approaching this, obviously the controversy controversy that's in the media is people think that Johnny Depp is being un- treated unfairly by Amber Heard. And then some people think that Johnny Depp is abusive. Some people think that Amber Heard is abusive. Um, and so as an advocate, I guess as we go through the evidence of this, this is what I'm going to be watching for. So there's a lot of different ways that abuse can be found. So what I'm looking for is, is Johnny Depp abusive and Amber Heard the victim? Is Amber Heard abusive and Johnny Depp is the victim? Or are they both mutually abusive to each other? Which happens, right? Mm -hmm. And that's going to be hard to figure out because... This might not look necessarily like the person throwing the punches, right? It might not be who is drawn the most attention to over what abuse is happening. What we really need to watch for in this narrative and in this evidence is who is seeking the power and control. Because Mm -hmm. if one party or the other threw a punch or started an argument, while that's not great, that might not mean that they are the abusive partner. That might be reactionary. And we see that a lot in domestic violence Mm -hmm. where somebody is pushed to their limit and now they're starting an argument or they're doing something that is toxic or not, you know, not themselves, but they are not necessarily the person that is initiating that abuse. So that's what I'm looking for as we move forward with these court documents and the storyline here. Yeah. So what you're saying basically is in addition to like who is the most intimidating, like physically, you know, trying to use physical violence as a method of control. There's also social isolation, you know, using jealousy to try to control somebody, um, trying to um, control somebody's access to economic, financial resources, transportation, um, stuff like that. Um, trying to prevent somebody from going after their like professional dreams potentially in order to make them more financially economically dependent upon them or as a way to like put them down psychologically. Um, And then also like the way that somebody talks about their partner and um, about the other, you know, not the other gender, but like whatever, group their partner belongs to um because quite frequently what we'll see is if somebody is a perpetrator of abuse is that they have like no respect for their partner and usually for other people that belong to the same you know um identity groups as their partner um and in this case i mean amber is an actress She's a woman. She is also um, LGBTQ. I mean, she was married to a woman for years. Um, And so we'll see some of, um, and that was one of the reasons why also it was really interesting and um, beneficial for me to read the transcripts was because I got to 
understand better um, both the way that Amber talks about Johnny and how Johnny talks about Amber, both publicly versus privately. Mm. Um, And so that was really, really illuminating. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. Okay, so um, this, you know, obviously has been in the media more because of this recent ruling and these petitions have gained a lot of steam because it's been in the media lately. Um, the, the repercussions of this ruling for Johnny Depp is that he was fired from Fantastic Beasts. Mm. And so he didn't actually lose any money because of it because he had a contract. They basically paid him his full fee for participating in Fantastic Beasts, but he's not actually going to be in the, the movies anymore. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, he's, you know, I think it's his more his celebrity status and his positive exposure, maybe that's been um, dramatically affected by this. Um, he also um, tried to file an appeal and the judge turned him down. So he cannot appeal the verdict in the UK. Um, there's still the, the libel case in the United States against Amber Heard, um, but that's, I guess, been ongoing, and I'm sure that this ruling in the UK might not help his situation over there, over here. Well, I can imagine, because if there's all of this evidence and this proof by a judge that there's actual, actually some uh, weight to what's being said, that's hard to that's hard to get away from, I think. Yeah, and so this is... Here's the thing, though, is that what I find, and I've been thinking about this since we re- recorded the, this the first time, is that in the UK, what I have found is people focus, at least in the media and I think in the courts, they focus more on the behavior of the perpetrator, irrespective of the behavior of the other party, Whereas in the United States, we are heavily focused on what it, what was the victim doing or what was this person, what was, what was Amber Heard doing? What was her part in this? Was she provoking him? What is her own history with, with relationships? Um, all of that stuff. Whereas in the UK trial, like they didn't go really at all into Amber Heard's own behavior and her history because whether or not she participated in the abuse, there was still evidence to prove that Johnny Depp had done his own abuse. Interesting. So less victim blamey. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not necessarily like, I think it's like less that they're not as victim blamey. I and mean, I think that ends up being a part of it. I think they're just more perpetrator focused and like kind of sticking to like, what are we actually ruling on? Hmm. because what they were ruling on was whether he had committed these acts, not whether it was like deserved or what her part was. Because like I said, irrespective of her part, whether she's also just as abusive as him, he committed those acts is what that court was saying. So that's why I'm saying like, I, I, I'm going to be watching, you know, the court case here very closely because I highly suspect that her history and her behavior 
will play a much bigger role. Yeah. Well, I can see that. I think every court case I've I've been a part of or witnessed with sexual assault or domestic violence, there's a huge conversation about the character of the person that's making this accusation and what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Interesting. And so, I mean, that's why I think it's, it's hard and I don't know if we'll actually be able to talk really that much about whether Amber Heard is a perp herself because everything that we have so far, really most of it is that is about whether Johnny Depp is a perp. Yeah. So Johnny Depp's claim with all of the potential evidence and allegations against him is that Amber Heard from the very beginning of their relationship in 2013, early 2013, that she was putting together a dossier on him, a dossier of evidence on Johnny Depp to be able to later accuse him of domestic violence in order for her to gain notoriety and power through the Me Too movement. Now remember, so there's two things here. That means that she was planning this from early 2013 when they first got together, you know, not knowing how the relationship would go. Um, so that, that has a lot of foresight, you know, um, and conniving. And then also the Me Too movement, although technically it was started, you know, in the 2000s or no, early the 90s, it's been around for a while. Um, it didn't really gain like a lot of public momentum, like widespread momentum until 2016. So there wasn't necessarily at the time like a popularized Me Too movement that she could say like, oh yeah, I want to jump on with that and take advantage of that. Unless she was actually psychic, which maybe maybe it's that awful. comes up in the in the court documents. We'll see. Um, but maybe maybe that's Johnny Depp's real claim is psychically she predicted that the Me Too movement would pop up in 2016 and she was going to be on the frontier, right? Yeah. Yep. That's, that's a possibility. I mean, there was no evidence, uh, you know, psychic abilities in the trial. Um, I think that if she had that psychic ability, she might have done things differently because people hate her. <laughs> that's true. I think she probably would have seen the fallout that she got from coming forward with this. Yeah, she would have she done this in a much different way if she even did it at all. Yeah. So that's Johnny Depp's um, allegations against her. Um, So with that being said, let me go into the actual acts of abuse that were outlined by the Sun newspaper. And so what I'm going to do is there are 14 accusations, 12 of which were, you could say, were substantiated by the evidence in the the libel case in the UK. I'm going to go through chronologically the 12 that were substantiated. And then I'll mention the two that at the end that weren't. Before you get into that, I want to talk really briefly about what something means in being substantiated. Cause I think that's important to understand as well in that 
because something is substantiated, that means that there is an abundance of evidence that can confirm that that event did happen. Now, if something isn't substantiated, in no, we, in no means does that point to it not happening, only that there isn't enough evidence for a judge to say conclusively, this definitely happened. So if we're thinking about everything you've done in the past 24 hours, how much of that could be substantiated in a court of law by a judge, right? Did you take Mm -hmm. a Snapchat video of it? Were you with somebody? Were you talking on the phone? Is there documentation of something that happened? Because I'm thinking back to this and I'm thinking that in a court of law, there is no way the fact that I brushed my teeth this morning would be substantiated, right? Because I was not live streaming it. No one was in the room. It was just me. And so if I were going to court right now over dental hygiene, my claim of brushing my teeth this morning would not be substantiated, right? So keep that in mind as we move forward with these things that the claims that were substantiated, what that means is there was an abundance of proof that could confirm this absolutely did happen, right? There is documentation, there is, it is an inevitability that this is what went down. And the things that were not substantiated, maybe they didn't happen, maybe they did, but no one knows because there's no documentation. Mm -hmm. And the evidence that was presented to substantiate these allegations were things like text messages between Johnny Depp and his friends and family and Amber um, or emails. Um, There were text messages between Amber and other people. There were emails that Amber wrote um, that she never sent, you know, kind of like you do, like if you're told by your therapist, like, well, why don't you write a letter and just don't send it? You know, then you can get your feelings out and kind of try to process things that way. So there were um, some of those from Amber that she never sent. Um, but, you know, whoever empties their draft box on their email. Yeah. Actually, I, I did that yesterday. <laughs> there was a bunch <laughs> from like 10 years ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe I should have saved them to use as evidence in the future. Oh, Maybe no. you should have. Yeah. Now, now what's going to happen? Um, and then in addition, there are, you know, witnesses that were either there to witness the event um, or, you know, it's people that Johnny Depp or Amber Heard talked to about the event soon after it occurred. And for something like, an, you know, domestic violence to be substantiated um, almost seven years later after the fact, like that has to be some pretty solid evidence because the first um, allegation that substantiated happened in early 2013. Wow. And yet that was decided to have happened almost what, yeah, it's been over seven years. Um, so that's pretty telling. Like we almost never see that. Yeah. I would say I've never, I've never seen that. (laughs) So, okay. So the first allegation, like I said, happened, um, that first incident happened in early 2013 Um, so what happened was Johnny Depp was with Winona Ryder for a little bit and he had a tattoo that said, Winona forever. Since that split, he had gotten it fixed, I guess you could say covered up slightly. And so instead of Winona forever, it says, why no forever? (laughs) 
<laughs> which I know we already went over this, but it's still funny. <laughs> oh gosh. Yep. That's, that's definitely better. Yep. <laughs> I mean, at least it's like actually true. <laughs> According to Johnny Depp's own admission, he loves wine and is an alcoholic. So there you go. Um, so what happened in this incident is that Johnny Depp slapped and knocked Amber Heard to the ground after she made a joke about his wino forever tattoo. Which honestly, I sympathize with Amber Heard in this situation. I I personally think it would have been pretty hard to not make a joke about that. Well, clearly I just laughed for a long time about it, so. (laughs) Yeah. So that was the first thing. And then in March 2013, the actor flew into a rage while high on drugs, and he hit Amber so hard he made her lip bleed. In June 2013, Johnny Depp attacked Amber Heard in a trailer in Hicksville, throwing glasses at her and ripping her dress. Um, for that incident, it was somebody's birthday, I believe. And like them and a bunch of friends had rented out a nice, uh, trailer park in the middle of the woods or something. Um, and so during that incident, also the trailer that they were staying in was totally trashed. It was like, it was a lot of money in damages. Mm -hmm. Um, and so part of the evidence for that was the damage to the trailer, Um, In 2014, he grabbed Amber by the hair, slapped her, and pushed her to the ground on a detox trip to the Bahamas. And some of the evidence in that was um, some communication that happened um, about that event with the detox uh, medical staff. Hmm. In January 2015... Johnny attacked Amber while on drugs, slapping her and pushing her to the ground. He then forced her tears as he stood over her yelling. In March 2015, Johnny Depp launched into a brutal three-day attack in Australia, leaving Amber Heard with a broken lip, swollen nose, cuts all over her body. He trashed the house in a violent rampage and pushed Amber Heard to the ground, choking her and spitting her, spitting in her face as he made her fear for her life. And so this was one of the rulings by the judge was that he ruled that because of these domestic violence acts that Johnny had perpetrated on Amber Heard, that Basically, it was true that Amber Heard feared for her life. This incident in Australia um, also brings to mind, like, at the time, you know, I was like, oh, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp were together? That's cool. Um, Because I loved loved Johnny Depp, you guys. (sighs) (laughs) This is, like, still painful for me. But at the time, they got in trouble um, for bringing their dogs to australia illegally so that was a big thing how do you bring a dog illegally to australia i mean he had like his own jet and stuff like they had their private airplanes and whatnot um how is it illegal to bring your animal though they just have to they have to go through customs like they have to make sure that they have their shots and stuff interesting so they didn't do that Um, And it was like big on the tabloid news, but, um, and I don't know if this was the same trip to Australia or a different one. He was filming parts of the Caribbean at the time. So it must've been during that filming, but that three day attack in Australia, um, what happened was during that, that altercation, 
Johnny, the tip of Johnny Depp's finger was sliced off. Hmm. And he claimed it was because Amber threw a wine bottle at him that sliced the tip of his finger off. Amber does admit to throwing a bottle of wine at him, but she says that he accidentally sliced the tip of his finger off during his violence. Um, well, how, would, how I'm playing this out in my head and I am not quite sure how throwing a wine bottle would cut somebody's, the tip of somebody's finger off unless maybe the, the wine bottle was already broken or. So what Johnny Depp says is his hand was on top of a marble counter and she threw the wine bottle and it hit the counter and like the tip of his finger. So from the top, obviously, hmm. and I'm just gesticulating and trying to show Libby through zoom so she can see, but none of you can't. Um, but just imagine placing your hand on top of a counter and then something hitting it from above. Um, so if that were true, then the top of his finger would have been sliced off. But according to medical records, it was only the underside of his pinky. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't add up to me. Yeah. And then also that would have been a, um, a specific type of injury, like high impact or um, like a crushing blow or whatever. But according to medical professionals, it was more of a slicing wound. Hmm. Um, so again, some stuff just doesn't match up like evidence wise, physical evidence wise to what Johnny Depp's story is. Um, he does admit to being heavily intoxicated. So, um, and that's something that comes up a lot in the court transcripts and the trial is how well he remembers stuff. And he claims he remembers things perfectly, basically, which as we know, doesn't happen even if you're not heavily intoxicated. Right. Um, but Johnny's history with abusing drugs and alcohol is a very, plays a very big part in the questioning of him um, and whether he can even really say for sure whether he even did this stuff or not. But anyways, so the other stuff that happened during that, that three-day altercation in that house was that after the tip of his finger was sliced off, he proceeded to use his blood. Like he used the tip of his finger with the blood coming out as a paintbrush Ew. to paint on the walls and on like lampshades and stuff like that. When his blood ran out and that stopped working, he found a can of paint and dipped that same finger into the like he didn't even use like an uncut finger he used the same <laughs> sliced finger dipped it in the can of paint and continued to paint on the walls and whatnot um and then there was according to um estimates after the altercation the early estimates of the amount of damage done to the property was a hundred thousand dollars in damages I mean, yes and no, right? Because while there were a lot of damages, probably, I think it probably would have cost a lot of money to have somebody custom paint the walls. So it seems like maybe it's not all bad for this for this house, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure the house, you know, they got like a free wall painting. Exactly. It might know? be finger blood, but it's still <laughs> custom paint nonetheless. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wonder if they even like stripped that stuff off. I mean, now they can claim that like Johnny Depp's blood <laughs> is in that house. <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't just stuff on the walls. Like he did physical damage to lamps and he broke a $10,000 TV. There was like actual pr- physical property damage. Stuff was broken, not just graffitied. Um, so that's, you know, something that in the court transcripts they talk about is his history with destroying property, uh, while intoxicated. Mm-hmm. So this was not the first time that he's done this, um, which definitely like went, I think more credibility to the fact that he is at least violent with property and that, that in itself, in and of itself is very scary and intimidating. So after that happened in 2015, um, later that month at the couple's L.A. home, Johnny Depp grabbed Amber Heard in front of her sister, Whitney, and he repeatedly hit her. Um, In August 2015, on the couple's honeymoon, Johnny Depp again pushed Amber Heard against a wall by grabbing her by the throat. In December 2015, Johnny Depp chucked a glass decanter at Amber Heard in their L.A. home in a drug binge. He slapped her and dragged her through the apartment by her hair and ripped a chunk of her hair out. He hit her again in the back of the head and headbutted her in the face and screamed, I will effing kill you. He then pushed her face into a mattress and repeatedly punched her in the back of the head. I think that sounds the most terrifying to me. Yeah. It's just very graphic. I mean, I think that the whole thing in Australia, like, I mean, a three-day brutal like drug fueled rampage that also sounds really terrifying especially his like bizarre painting behavior for some reason that like also really sounds like intimidating and scary like yeah and unhinged really is the word yeah we're we're laughing at it but i can't imagine especially if you have a history of being abused by this person mm-hmm. having him paint the walls in blood that seems like that can be a definite threat yeah. Also, like, if they're doing that, like, how painful is that physically for that person? And they're doing that despite the pain. Mm. And I think doing something despite the pain that it causes you is something that we look for in our risk assessments. Yeah. You know? is how much do they care about the consequences, the personal consequences. Right. So. um, So in April, 2016, this is towards the end of the relationship um, at Amber Heard's birthday party, Johnny Depp assaulted Amber Heard after receiving grim news about his finances. Basically what he had found out was that his finance person hadn't been paying his income tax for a few years And so he literally owed millions in back taxes. Oh, no. So that that really stinks. (laughs) That does. I mean, not enough to, like, physically assault somebody else. No, 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 no. I mean, I can imagine that I would be upset. Like, I might be, I might, I might be mad, but I don't know if I would hurt somebody. Because I think that, like, it's one of these situations where, like, I could see like this situation happening in like a regular couple that's not abusive or toxic. Like it's somebody's birthday. 
their partner is at a meeting, like they're supposed to be there on time for their birthday celebration, but they get hung up by some kind of emergency. They get some really grim news. They're late to the birthday party. They never told their partner that they were going to be late because they were so wrapped up in this bad news that was happening. Then their partner is like, dude, it was my birthday. Like you couldn't even like shoot me a text message. Like I personal, I know how I would take that. Yeah. I would not take that super well, even though later I might be more understanding after the moment has passed. Right. Um, and so that's what happened is that he missed most of her birthday party because he was dealing with this other thing. And she was like, that really hurt. Like, why weren't you here? Blah, blah, blah. And, and he was like, just leave me the, you know, whatever. Like he had his issues and she, um, I mean, she wanted to talk about it and he physically assaulted her. Um, and then in May, 2016, he threw a phone at Amber Heard, injured her eye and then, um, pulled her hair and hit her. So those are the 12 instances of abuse that were substantiated by the judge in a UK trial. The next two are the ones that were not substantiated. Or maybe it says that the judge dismissed these. Um, in December 2014, Amber Heard claimed that Johnny Depp was violent towards her and later branded himself an effing savage. Um, and then in November 2015, that he threw Amber around the room and pushed her over a chair. Um... The other stuff that Amber says is that she was only physically violent towards Johnny Depp in order to escape when he was physically violent. Um, she did say that she punched Johnny Depp in LA in 2015 because she feared he would push her sister down the stairs. So this is kind of a recent thing that's come out um, since I last had looked at this story is what was going through her head when that instance took place and because of what was going through her head that she said in court now there's this whole thing involving Kate Moss who dated Johnny Depp way back in the day and so what Amber Heard says went through her head so Johnny Depp had a cast on because of some injury which his defense was like how could he have like she was afraid of him hitting her when he had a cast on yeah casts can be a hard yeah. weapon <laughs> yes they could yeah so um and her sister was like right next to the stairs and he was trying like and her sister was like in between amber and johnny and johnny was trying to get to amber and her sister was between them and like he was like raising his arms or whatever like behaving aggressively and in her mind, she remembered hearing something about Johnny Depp pushing Kate Moss down a flight of stairs. And she got really scared and punched Johnny Depp to prevent that from happening. So that's what went through her mind at the time, apparently. Since she said that in court, everyone's like, what? When did Johnny Depp throw Kate Moss down a flight of stairs? Like, nobody's ever heard this before. Um, so I don't, you know, and, and Amber, Heard, Amber Heard didn't specify, like, she was like, I don't know where I heard that. Um, so we don't know where she thought of that. Um, 
So that's something that's in the news now. That's like, I mean, I don't necessarily think that that is indicative of um, her lying or being a perpetrator. I think that that makes sense when you're in that moment and you fear your for your life or you're worried, your brain goes into automatic fight or flight. So even if even if there was no story in her head mm-hmm. about him pushing a previous partner down the stairs, that's actually how your brain works. If you go into fight or flight, and if she's worried that she's going to fall down the stairs, sounds like she went into fight rather than flight, you know? Yeah. And honestly, like, just because nobody else has heard about this thing, you know, with Kate Moss potentially doesn't mean that Amber Heard actually heard it from, like, maybe even Johnny Depp himself because... Yeah. Like, I know when I was with my perp, like, early on in that relationship, he told me, he's like, no, I've never been physically violent with anybody. I mean, there was that one time (laughs) with my ex-wife when she accused me of cheating on her and I pushed her against a wall. But, like, she, she was attacking me, you know? And, like, they let, they let things slip a little bit. And so you don't know, like, what Johnny Depp had told her about his relationship with Kate Moss. Yep. Yep. Like yep. he may have said, like she tripped and fell down the stairs in the middle of an argument, you know? Um, and to Amber, like knowing that at this point, Amber knows that he's violent. She could have been like, Oh my gosh, you probably pushed. He probably pushed her down the stairs. She didn't just trip. Right. Right. Well, and you never know too, what, what happens, what's said behind closed doors, because we hear all the time from people who say that their partners, their abusive partners have told them that they used to be a sniper or they were gang affiliated or they have killed people with their bare hands. And there's no evidence of that anywhere, right? If you were Mm -hmm. to do some Google searching, if you were to look at this, you would never find that your partner was involved in in sniper shooting, but that doesn't mean that it isn't used in your relationship to make you super scared. Right. And so again, that doesn't mean necessarily anything to me that that she had in her head that he had pushed somebody down the stairs because whether or not that was actually said in the relationship or not, or whether that was a fight or flight moment, either way, it makes sense to me. Yeah, me too. I mean, she had, um, I mean, from what the, you know, was substantiated, she had a valid fear of what he was potentially going to do. Right. Right. And so that's why, like, it sounds like maybe he didn't, like, initiate that physical altercation, but it's like, in a way, the previous acts that he had done were kind of initiating. Yeah. To a certain extent. Because she was already in fear for her life and her sister was there and in the middle of it. So, um, so I know we only have a few minutes left in this podcast. So I do want to talk a little bit about some of the, um, history of Johnny Depp that kind of substantiates the theory that he actually is abusive. And so like we had mentioned at the beginning of the, ep- of the episode, we were going to talk about or look specifically at controlling behavior um, and at the way that um, he talks about women and, um, you know, other, you know, identity groups that Amber Heard belongs in. So 
there was a lot of evidence presented in um, at the at this trial things that Johnny Depp himself said. So there was like quotes basically from text messages that he exchanged with friends and other professionals, and um, and they're not great looking for him because he, you know, espouses himself to be a Southern gentleman and a feminist and such a nice guy. And that's the Johnny Depp that we all know and love. But in reality, the way that he talks about women and about Amber is, is horrible. Um, also before I looked into this, I would, I really loved Paul Bettany, the actor, but after reading these text exchanges between Paul Bettany and Johnny Depp, I guess they're really good friends. I am no longer a fan of Paul Bettany. So that's another, um, that's another hit to my emotions at this moment. So this is a text, um, exchange between Paul Bettany and uh, Johnny Depp about Amber Heard. And this is when they were still in the relationship. And at this time, Johnny Depp was really into drugs and alcohol. He knew he had a problem. Um, He still wanted to do it. Amber Heard was not so much into drugs and alcohol. She wanted him to abstain. And basically that was a Debbie Downer for Johnny Depp because he wanted to use. Amber was trying to stop him using. So this is that text exchange. Um, and this is in quotes, having thought it through, I don't think we should burn Amber. She is delightful company and easy on the eye. Plus, I'm not sure she's a witch. We could, of course, try the English course of action in these predicaments. We do a drowning test. Thoughts? I have a pool. So that was Paul Bettany. And then Johnny Depp replied, let's drown her before we burn her. I will have sex that's a nice way of putting what he actually said with her burnt corpse afterwards to make sure she's dead. Paul Bettany responds, my thoughts entirely. Let's be certain before we pronounce her a witch. That is so upsetting to hear. It's just disgusting to me. Also, and so, I, I just, I don't necessarily think that Johnny Depp thought that through. Are, are most of his sexual interactions with people lethal? Like, is that something he's proud of? Just to make sure, you know, I don't. I think Johnny Depp, from, okay, so when you look at all the text messages, he has a really weird, weird sense of humor. Like, his sense of humor is really, really weird and dark as well. Um, But the thing is, is that like, you can have a weird and dark sense of humor without calling a woman a witch. Correct. Yeah. Or suggesting to have sex with her. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's other text messages in which like, honestly, I'm not going to say the words what I, cause I don't want to break Libby's computer again with all the bleeping. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to have you guys imagine literally the worst names and words that you could call a woman. Um, all of those nasty words. And that's what Johnny Depp has used to describe Amber, as well as other women. And these are in text messages from Johnny Depp to other people. 
Um, he's also described Amber Heard disparagingly as, you know, an effing ambitious actress, you know? And so this is something that we had talked about before and early on this episode about downplaying somebody's professional ambitions. And basically in Johnny Depp's mind, Amber Heard was, you know, promoting her sexual, like doing whatever she could to be a celebrity, you know, power hungry, celebrity status hungry, and kind of like, I don't like using this word, but like pimping herself out. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he used that to try to control what jobs she took, what, what she acted in, who she um, had scenes with. He was very, very controlling about who she hung out with, the other actors that she co-starred with. Um, he accused her of having so many affairs with all these other guys like James Franco and um, Leonardo DiCaprio and a bunch of a bunch of other actors. And to the point where like she, I mean, she wasn't as social as she was before him because he didn't want her even going to like concerts with people. Um, and so that's jealousy. And he, and when the, the, in the court, he was asked, like, you don't think that this is bad behavior? Like, you don't think that this was controlling or whatever? And he's like, no, like, I'm a jealous person. This is totally fine. Which is exactly what perps say, which is exactly mm-hmm. what perps say. All right. So we have, we have taken a look into Johnny Depp today on this episode, on this part one. And hopefully we've given you some things to mull over, but do not worry. This is not the end of our conversation and tune in to part two when we discuss more of what's going on in this relationship and some of the things that are allegations against Amber Heard. So keep your eyes peeled for part two of this episode coming in the next few weeks here. And we're going to just keep discussing this, keep figuring this out. If you are a person that needs an advocate, if you have your own Johnny Depp or Amber Heard, please give us a call. Even if you're not in Wyoming or Laramie, we can connect you with somebody that can hopefully help. Call our hotline number at 307-745-3556 and... We'll see you soon.